this is a this is a kind of a bonus piece of audio. Yeah. From the uh, the Canon Cannon podcast, uh, myself, John, and Capcom, and yourself, Sean Sheridan. Hello. And uh, you know, we make a lot of references to the world of professional wrestling in our shows, the Canon Cannon podcast. I don't think to the point where we suffocate the show. Yeah. I think you can get along if you don't. You know, there's just little in jokes yeah, in there. I've, I've shown I've shown the podcast to people who know nothing about wrestling. Yeah. And don't follow it. The at majority all. of the talks about the movies. Yeah. You know, but we you know if there's wrestling fans out there, there's a lot of little jokes in there for yeah. you, such as the big boss man music. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do it, didn't you? It's our teacher. Yeah, well, it's, well, I suppose we're doing a wrestling podcast. It makes sense. All right, and um, you know, it's there's that. Uh, there's plenty of little things like in there for wrestling fans to pick up on that mm. you know, would be. You know, it might go over your head as a, a non-wrestling fan, but let's face it, we talk about such diverse amount of crap anyway. Yeah. That, like, it. Yeah. You, there's a lot of shit that might be going over people's Yeah, heads. all of our weird retro obsessions yeah, start to seep yeah. into our podcast as and, it is. So. But, like, the, the reason we're talking about wrestling is, uh, one, obviously, as we're speaking, you're out of the country. That is true, yeah. And uh, I'm still in Galway. Mm. And, uh, listen to a conversation I've had with you about wrestling, yeah. so I don't feel like throwing myself into the car <laughs> <laughs> just out of you know abject loneliness no, I, I, I doubt that's what's happening right, right as people are listening to this chances are you're just like wandering around the house naked yeah, you yeah. Know, scaring, or I'm already dead yeah, scaring the shit out of the cat I said or I'm already dead one or the other you know, one or the other only the, the only two outcomes yeah well <laughs> oh, that's the thing about Galway City if you see a, if you see a missing pet it's like, yeah, that's coming back. You see a missing person, he's in the car. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's just, it's just the fucking way it is around here. I don't know what. But, but uh, <laughs> anyway, the reason we figured we would talk about professional wrestling is because we have a video project that's out at the moment that, uh, there's two episodes live uh, on YouTube where we, uh, the account Zombie Floor Cleaner, where, uh, at Z-O-M-B-I Floor Cleaner, uh, that's the account that has stored our, uh, Canon Canon episodes mm. um, as we speak uh, Breaking and Envision USA are up but I'm sure there are more up at the moment that's where Titanus NL Ring is uh, also housed yeah and uh, Titanus NL Ring is like Chikara but in the 70s like you know? yeah I read a book by Oliver Hurley called Wrestling's 101 Strangest Matches yeah and in that book he um, had a not a chapter but like a, a section about Martin Kardashian versus La Momia. Yeah. And uh, that's the one we've covered and we'll release to the world. But uh, eventually, but um, yeah, I, I, it's just, I heard like the, the, there's this crazy Argentinian promotion that existed from like the 60s to the early 90s. Yeah. And that was basically like professional wrestling, obviously, and I hate using, I won't use the word fake to describe it mm. but it is a performance art yeah it, you know it's athletic performance art mm. you know and um for the majority of its time as an art form in the public eye it has tried to replicate real sport and competition yeah as go, as, as best it can yeah well marrying that to drama you yeah. go back and look at legit champions mm. harley race fucking luthes Ricky Dozan Jack Briscoe Jack fucking Briscoe and right? up to modern day like Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar fucking pick any man He'll there's a man here for any man yeah someone's got a fuck today <laughs> yeah but, um, <laughs> Oz, uh, like, there's there's usually a realism is at least 
sir, reached for. Yeah. Not in Titanus and Elrin. God, no. In one of our first bouts, we uh, provide commentary for an android fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I won't spoil the matches for you, but mm. at the moment, we've got Julio Cesar versus El Diablo and El Androida versus, uh, I think it's Attila the Hun, isn't it? Yeah. And um, and that that's a that's a weird thing as well. Titanus and El Ring. It's clearly it's clearly marketed towards kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they never bothered to yeah. try to make it real. But they, but you know, in this show that's marketed to kids, they have yeah. characters based on Julius Caesar, yeah. Attila the Hun, Satan. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Maybe the uh, historical education system in Argentina was really strong. Back yeah, then. it could well have been. I yeah. don't know. But, uh, or maybe these people are, are adults and they're finally opening a history book now and they're like Jesus Christ I thought that guy was a wrestler <laughs> you know I thought I thought I the Hun died at the hands of Martin Kardashian in 1978 <laughs> but uh, yeah we really recommend you checking out that show yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun we're going to record a lot more in the future yeah I had a great time doing it it's them. two or three minutes out of your day and mm. you're going to you're going to laugh at least once or twice I it's not what, what we say yeah. at the matches and I wouldn't want, we're not one of the reasons we're doing this podcast I like to think in a, in a weird way but one of the reasons we do the main reason we do Titanus and the Ring we're not we're, we do make fun of uh, Titanus and the Ring as you said the action is ridiculous Yeah, and if you're going to be ridiculous don't be complaining when someone ridicules you oh fuck yeah and it is proper ridiculous this Titanus and <laughs> yeah. the Ring however we came at it out of a wish to illuminate this product mm. to the English speaking world Yeah, and uh, because we love it as we love all wrestling. Yeah, and know? and if we can show if we can show you something cool that we you know chances are you've never seen or never would see otherwise. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Like, I know we didn't we only got to know each other in our late twenties. Yeah, but uh, I know we were both teenagers who would have watched any wrestling. Oh fuck yeah! You know, like yeah. I I watched Battle Dome. Because I knew on one episode, WCW's guys turned up. Yeah. You know, oh, Hard Body Harrison or some shit DDP like that. turned up to take yeah. on fucking whatever shitty American Gladiator knockoff they had. had like, you know, probably gave the diamond cutter to Terry Crews or something. Something like that. Was he on Battle Dome? Yeah, he was G-Money in Battle Dome. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. There you go. Long time ago. But, uh, yeah, like I, I watched enough. I watched all the episodes of Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. You know. Oh, I really wish I hadn't, but I did. You know, it's, uh, it was terrible. But old cunt Hogan. Yeah. But, um, uh, and all the way up to like weird IWA death matches. Oh yeah. I had, and, I had the tapes. I still have the tapes. And you ever see that, that tape of FMW Pogo jumping off the bridge? No. no, no, it was Onita who jumped off the bridge. Oh, after they won the death match tournament yeah. and he jumped into the river, which was polluted, and he had to go straight to hospital yes. because he had like toxic shock syndrome yeah. or something. Yeah, and that, that, they filmed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, well, Japanese deathmatch wrestling, it was like jackass before jackass. Yeah. Well, Only well, with a bit of competition it thrown was in. Like, it, it was like jackass mixed with a like, live leak. <laughs> Yeah, bodily body horror wrestling. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, mixed with oh my god, I dare you to do that. I always say like, my my fondest memory of FMW is uh, they used to show it on the wrestling channel. Yeah, and I remember like watching a movie with a girlfriend, and she mm. fell asleep. You know, like she was probably thinking we're watching this nice romantic movie, mm. and I can nozzle into my boyfriend and sleep in his yeah. arms, and he'll sit there and watch this movie, and I can wake up whenever I want, yeah. and the movie will still be playing. She woke up and I was watching FMW. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "What's that? 
why, why is that man stabbing that man with a sickle? You know, and I was like, we're not watching American Ninja, we're watching <laughs> But um No, she she was probably thinking he you know, he'll watch this film that I really like and he'll understand what I think about love. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, when when she wakes up it's like, Oh no, it's Mr. Pogo and Terry Funk stabbing each other yeah, with yeah. railroad spikes. Why is there two letter faces? <laughs> yeah. you know? Makes but, no sense. Uh I, I mean I started watching wrestling when I was about four or five years old. Mm. I'm sure it was probably the same for It you. was it was later in life for me. It was about like I think I was about ten, ten, eleven sort of age when so I ninety three, ninety four? Uh ninety two, ninety three sort of time, yeah. Okay. That sounds about right oh. because No no no, you were right the first time, ninety four, yeah. Sorry. But um now for me like um I, I got started really early mm. because I had a lot of older friends. Yeah. Uh, like say when I was about four I had friends who were like say ten mm. at the time because I lived on like a street where there was no real age gap between people hung out. Yeah. So they all like wrestling. So obviously I had to like wrestling yeah. too. And I remember the first like I remember seeing like these monster dudes. I don't remember my first years of watching wrestling. Yeah. That's the truth of it. Mm. But uh, I do remember in, in detail. I remember mm. Hogan, I remember Macho, I remember yeah. guys like that. But uh now for me like the time the times I really that Mainly because I, I liked it, but I wasn't invested. I was a fucking four year old. I didn't yeah. know what you know I liked. Oh of course not. You know but um now I remember what really bit it for me was like the warrior when I was about five and six Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Hogan, that, like, Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, that kind of era. But I remember when British Bulldog was on top in 91, 92. And yeah. And wrestling took off in Europe like nobody's yeah, business. That, that's part of the reason I got into it. Because um, ba- back then they had they had these things. It was like chewing gums with, like, stickers of yeah. the wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. And that was like fucking, you know, that was like pogs on my school playground. It was just like a fad for a while. You trade the wrestling yeah. stickers and all that. And for some reason, they're, believe it or not, we're going to do a double here. Yeah. Because uh, one of the rare ones that was like, you know, you could trade like five different stickers for yeah. was one of the big boss man. Oh! And, um... No, that's genuinely true. I'm not. I'm not being yeah, a yeah, cunt. Yeah, easy but, job for her. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just remember looking at these things, going, "Fuck it, the British. He's a big. He's a big fucker. That yeah. lad. You know. It's like Jesus, Jesus, him." <laughs> and one evening, I was hanging out with a mate of mine, and we went to like the local video shop, and we rented out like a ninety-two year review. Because we thought, okay, that, that's that's a, that's a good start. A swat. Yeah, it's a good swat. And um, one of the few matches they had, in, almost in its entirety, was Bret Hart and the British Bulldog. One of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. And I remember watching that just thinking, this is fucking amazing. I, I remember going into my friend Adrian's house mm. the day he was watching SummerSlam 92. And I remember just, he's sort of going, get in right now, Bulldog yeah. and Bret's about to start. <laughs> and I, we just sat down and like I just remember... Like I didn't know what a great match really was yeah. back then, like because I was just like, "Who did Hogan win? It was the best match ever." <laughs> yeah, you know what of I course. Because mean? you're a kid and you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I do remember going. I don't know why that was better than all the matches I've ever seen. Yeah, but it was better than all the matches all I've ever of them. seen. <laughs> but uh, anyway, look, we that's kind of our introduction. But we've been wrestling fans ever since we were kids. Yeah, you know. So um, look, just a we're going. I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to answer these questions as well okay. right, for the duration here. Uh, just a couple of nice loose questions so people can get to know our passion for the world of professional sure, wrestling. Sure, sure. So, past and present, 
Mm. Who are your favorite wrestlers? Uh, favorite wrestlers. Uh, let me see. Uh, present, it would probably be like a Punk, uh, CM Punk, and Daniel Bryan. Like in the modern era, would yeah. probably be my two, my top two. Love me some Sami Zayn. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he's like modern day Spider Man. <laughs> and um, uh, in the past, Bret Hart is up is up there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the old fucking you know undead Undertaker. Yeah, you know yeah. me being a kid watching that just. I I wasn't really into horror movies at the time. That was like my first. That was one of my first exposures to horror. what you could call paranormal. Yeah, you know, it was like that's that's fucking cool. I love that, and um, you know, I love I love me some Macho Man. You know, you can't not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there is nothing like Macho Man. There will never be anything like Macho Man again. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Rhodes for the exact same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love. I I loved the Legion of Doom. That's oh, yeah. what I. That's what I knew them as. The Legion yeah, of Doom. Yeah, yeah. Animal and Hawk. Yeah. No, mind your Road Warriors nonsense. You know, they weren't coming out with spikes on them and like a little doll. You know, so yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit. But um, that you know, those are my guys. Those are my guys. Oh, uh, for me, like presently. Mm. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, that mental case. One of my absolute favorite wrestlers. <laughs> one of the most compelling human beings <laughs> yeah. in the world is one of my favorites at the moment. Uh, Kenny Omega as well in the Bullet Club. Yeah, uh, I love the Bullet Club in general. They're my favorite <laughs> faction. They're just awesome. And if you're not watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, you really should check it out. Like, uh, I would very much recommend checking out Wrestle Kingdom from yeah. earlier in this year. Uh, Nakamura versus Ibushi oh, is, Jesus Christ. you know... You know, it's, it's ev- a, every wrestling snob, that's their match of the year. It's I as good as wrestling gets. Oh, it really is. You know? It truly is. But, um, yeah, I love those guys. In WWE, I am a big fan of Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, I think Seth is fucking great. And I used to like him all that much. Mm. But I think as a heel champion, the guy's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a big booster of him. And you. it took oh, yeah. a while for you to come around. I'm willing to admit I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Seth I really like I love Brock and yeah. Brock's fucking fantastic oh, yeah Brock is just a different animal altogether uh, like Finn Balor of course yeah. uh, or otherwise known as Prince Devitt yeah our boy you know, our boy uh, who I saw wrestle in a gym in or a, a theatre in <laughs> Athlone uh, yeah Good Brother editor and we went to see him wrestle on his last tour of Ireland before he went off to WWE <laughs> Uh, which is really awesome because I remember I'll never forget seeing him mm. on Irish uh, Whip Wrestling's Whiplash TV yeah. and there's all these guys who are just out of shape and next thing there's this dude with abs and real wrestling boots yeah. we're like where the fuck is he from America <laughs> why he's from Bray where did he get his boots do you know I thought you had to find your boots you know you, you remember the you were telling us the table spot from Matlone oh yeah like this is like a, a a fucking theater with yeah. like maybe 120 people in it, mm. and him and this guy are doing te- double foot stomps through tables, yeah. and breaking fucking ironing boards and shit. <laughs> like, you know? But uh, Finn Balor, I'm a huge fan of. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think who else I like. Um, Claudio uh, Antonio Cesaro, I've always been a fan of. Yeah, uh, but when he was Claudio Castagnoli in Chicago, that's where I got to know him. Uh, I I loved the Claudio Castagnoli gimmick in uh, Ring of Honor. 
Yeah. He only did it for a while, whereas, like, you know, I'm Claudio Castagnoli, and the I'm most, very European. The most money-making man in professional <laughs> yeah, wrestling. Yeah, from the United back, Banks of Switzerland. Yeah. I and, love that. Uh, at the moment, like, there's a lot of tag teams I'm enjoying as well. I'm enjoying yeah. New Day a lot, and I enjoyed yeah. Cesaro and Kid a lot. And, and I know you're a mark for the primetime players. I love the primetime players, mainly because, like, Darren Young's actually getting really good as mm. an in-ring wrestler, yeah. but I just fucking love Titus O'Neil. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it is about that dude. He's just awesome, like, you know. Yeah, you're getting... You're getting the JYD fucking, you know, sh- shake off him. Can't yeah. work worth a lick. But well, he's prison about him. falling all over him, yeah. like, you know. But uh, in the past, I mean, uh, my my favorite wrestlers of the past are Legion. Yeah. Like, um, Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, like, obviously Legion of Doom was a big fan of when I was a kid. I mean, uh, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, those were huge... Uh, Big favourite to me when I was a kid, British Bulldog. Mm. Uh, I fucking hated Shawn Michaels when I was younger. Yeah. Because he was a shitty, like, he was a shitbag as a heel. Yeah. Right? And then he was a babyface, I fucking hated him more. <laughs> yeah. Right? When he won the title from Brett in 95, I was yeah. like, fuck this, I'm watching WCW. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sexy. Don't yeah. you all love me? Yeah, it's like, no, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. When Sid beat him for the belt, I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Right? When he lost his smile, I was like, good. I hope you don't find out. You know, but, um, yeah, I didn't like it. However, Jesus Christ, 2002 to 2010 Shawn Michaels mm. might be the greatest wrestler of all time. Quite possibly, you know, yeah. Like, Christ, all right? Like, Undertaker, obviously. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm. fucking. I mean, Hogan, I, like, that guy was such a big star. Yeah. And, like, was so over with me mm. as a kid, like, you know. But, like, from the past, if you're talking about, like, and guys who I was a mark for, like, Macho. Uh, Hogan, Warrior, Brett, like mm. all the big guys from that Undertaker, all the rest. But like, of all time, like they, there's just other guys than when I got into, to as a teenager, like Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean Ric Flair when he came along in '91 in WWF mm. changed my fucking world as he did a lot of people's. Yeah, like, you know. But like Ric Flair in the 1980s, that his run in the 80s is it it, it, it is almost peers in the world yeah, of it's, it's weird because I'm I a lot of these matches that he's famous for in the 80s I'm only seeing now you know with the with the WWE network and everything yeah and I'm looking back at it it's like yeah he re, he was the real fucking deal oh look at he was the 60 minute man he yeah. could talk he looked great he could wrestle yeah you know I mean I'm forgetting about ECW here which yeah. is oh like, my my list was by no means a complete list there's yeah. tons more you know, like when I was a kid like uh, I mean if we talk about promotions yeah like, you know people a lot of people I think the WWE is the only wrestling promotion yeah. I mean I don't get me wrong I have loved WWE, mm. WWF, at various intervals. Yeah, they're not easy to love all the time. Yeah, they they, you have to love them because they won't love you back. Yeah, that's like, one thing it, I'm learning in the last new generation. Yeah, Hogan era, fun. If you're a kid, it was great to watch. Yeah, right. But I mean, what, as soon as WCW came along, and now there's all this revisionist history where they're going, oh, WCW bought fans. We, they sent fans checks to watch yeah. Nitro every week. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You know why we were all watching Nitro? Because it was fucking better. Yeah. All right. Because like, they had they had Chris Benoit. They had the Luchadors. They had for you know they had, they had in, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Chris Jericho, fucking the Steiner Brothers, yeah. the Legion of Doom, Harlem Sting. Hinch. 
fucking Booker T and Stevie yeah. Ray. And they had the NWO. The which hottest was, fucking thing in the world. Yeah, and it was one of the greatest fucking gimmicks of all time. Yeah, WCW. Why, for why, a while at least. Why was it winning? Because it was better. Yeah. They also had Macho Man, they had Piper, they had Flair. Yeah. They had fucking... That company was... And they had all the Japanese talent. Yeah. They had Liger, they had fucking... Uh, and they had Lex Luger as well they did and Luger was a star <laughs> yeah for you know, the one and only time in his 4% career 4% body fat yeah you know <laughs> and uh, you wanna fight me you wanna fight 6 foot 4 250 pounds 4% body fat you're on your t-shirts are too tight too Billy <laughs> but um, yeah I mean promotions like, like ECW for my money best promotion in the 1990s yeah like, I, uh, in ring yeah uh, phenomenal and there's no better storylines in any company at yeah. that time. And if anyone wants to argue that, I'll just say, pick your favorite storylines in WCW, WWF. Yeah. Guess what? They were probably ripped off Paul Heyman ideas. Yeah, because Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Heyman understood one thing about wrestling. And it's been said before, wrestling isn't really wrestling. Wrestling is, is melodrama. You know what I mean? It's well, well, the thing about Heyman is he just knew, like, that guy, if he had had... The, the money to retain a roster of the level of a financial level of WCW or WWF mm. we wouldn't like there wouldn't have like the, he wouldn't have let the momentum like if he had Ted Turner's money yeah WWF well, might be dead in the fucking water now and when he when he did have Vince's talent talent pool mm-hmm. he created something fucking cool oh yeah you know? and uh for my money uh, the greatest living like mind in professional wrestling is mm. Paul Heyman and uh you just need to look at his promos today, like to see that. Like that yeah. is very true. And uh, but anyway, like yeah, ECW, I loved. Um, like, do you remember all the mental promotions though from back then? Oh, like, like, like Michinoku Pro and yeah, Smoky Mountain. Yeah, oh, and uh, Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain was a bit of an anachronism for me. Yeah, because um, I wasn't used. I wasn't used to Southern style at all. I I grew up on like. WWF. Yeah. So that's what what I was used to, you know, like big guy, you know, big guys, big roid monkeys. Yeah. Uh, fucking po- pose downs and all, you know, and then Hulk Hogan saluting the flag at the end of the yeah, show, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, and then I came across like dirty white boy Tony Anthony. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and fucking. Just a fucking. You know, Tracy Smothers, wild eyed Southern boy. If dirty know. white boy Tony Anthony had been an Irish wrestler, he would have been called the fat chav Tony Anthony. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> that's what the fuck he was. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember one of my favorite promos of his was he claimed to be from New York City despite the fact that he had a thick Tennessee accent. <laughs> yeah. And he's filming a promo mm. and he said, I'm in Central Park. And he's just filming them in front of some trees. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in and he fair- claimed to be in the middle of New York City yeah. while being in like Missouri. Well, in fair in fairness, uh, Smoky Mountain had a bit of a history of uh, not being very geographically accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you remember when when the gangsters came in, yeah, the gangsters, yeah. Uh, New Jack and Mustafa Saeed. It was a it was a gimmick based on the Crip Street Gang. Yeah, and uh, they were billed as being from South Central LA. Yeah, and, and the people thought it was South Central Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so you could probably get a bit of geographical, you yeah. know, of tomfoolery over that audience. But, like, Smokey back then was cool. Yeah. Uh, weird, like, but cool. Like, mm. uh, they had the thrill seekers. Yeah, yeah, oh, rock God. America. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're going to rock and roll all over these great United States. <laughs> but um, they had those. The, then you had Smokey, you had fucking... 
like FMW in Japan, which yeah. we discussed earlier on, like Deathmatch Wrestling. Yeah, which I and looking back on now. IWA Japan. Yeah, like it had its time. Do you, do you, do you remember a promotion called Big Japan Pro Wrestling? Big Japan is still going. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. Big Japan uh, was, for my money, the most mental of the lot. Not in terms of like you know scale, but just in terms of like the the little things well, they did. Big Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. famously had set builders from the pornography industry yeah. build an entire set house yeah. inside the Budokan Hall. Yeah. And uh, they had three days of matches mm. in the, inside this set. Yeah. And uh, you have to see this shit to believe it. Like. And, and did you see the one they did, the sauna death match? No. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a six man tag fight yeah. in a massive sauna. I remember and famously it was Big Japan. Yeah, did the match where they hired a shopping center. Yeah, and, and like, they just set their you know, well they they let the security and the cops know what was going to happen. Yeah, and then they just set these big fat out of shape fucking deathmatch wrestlers, like Shadow WX. Yeah, to knock the fuck out of each other while there were people going around like buying earrings or sandwiches they wrecked or, the place they, they savaged the gaff but uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, DDT at the moment of course do the outdoor matches yeah. and a uh, current WWE star Sami Zayn you can mm. find him under his guys as El Generico wrestling in like summer camps <laughs> that's right yeah. uh, him and Kenny Omega and guys like that like <laughs> doing fucking matches just like in parks yeah. and shit like it's amazing and they turn up in their tights and fans just crowd around and yeah. watch them do their thing. But, uh, yeah, like, um, a lot of the, like, there's a, there's a lot of great promotions. I mean, at the moment, uh, who, what would your favourites be to watch? Uh, my favourites to watch these days, well, NXT, obviously. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, it's just, it's a super indie. Mm-hmm. It, like, Triple H decided, I want to run my own thing and I'm going to buy up all the good indie talent yeah. to fill my roster. And he did. And, it's fucking great. It's the best written wrestling yeah. product there is. Yeah. Like I I have a bit of an on again, off again love affair with Lucha Underground. Yeah, I like, like I, Lucha I'll, Underground. I'll watch about like three or four episodes in a row yeah. and then I'll just go, I don't need to watch this again for a while. Yeah. And then I'll come back and it's like, oh, this is amazing. Why did I stop watching? The, and I just go through this cycle with it. The problem with Lucha Underground is yeah. there's no payoff shows. Yeah, well, they they are having a big... They are having like Ultimo Lucha in about in August. Oh, it's really? going to be their first big show. Well, there should be though. You need yeah. the, you need the big blow off pay per view. Exactly, match, and they and... they had a match recently where it was like an Iron Man match. That was like the entirety of a one hour show. Yeah, which yeah. was a so fucking I'll say great this, match. I love the production value yeah. on Lucha Underground. Mm. I love the talent. Yeah, it's you know? it's made by uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, well, produ- well yeah. executive produced. Yeah, and you can tell he has his fingers all over the look of it. Because uh, it looks fucking great. Indie promotions. Um, For me, no. Yeah. Chikara has been my favorite since about 2005. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's got, you know, now, you've got some good technical stuff. You've got some high flyers. The comedy is, fu- you know, the uh, best in the business. A lot of personal history with Chikara as well. Yeah. Because Good Brother, who edits the show, mm. he got me into Chikara mm. because he started listening to Wiggly's wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
and roundabout way that's what we're on Wiggly's podcast feed right hi now. Wiggly you know so it's kind of got a but Shakara for me like that was my promotion ultra college I used to get yeah. the Smart Mark video DVDs delivered it, to my dorm it was so much fun and, uh, and it still is oh yeah I just haven't kept up with it ever since it you came know, back what was it like the handsome and mysterious stranger oh I love that character um, uh, Archie, Archie, Marchy Archie, mixed martial Archie. Yeah, uh, uh, like there's some t- stuff in Chikara. Yeah. Like Ultraman is black is without doubt one of my yeah. favorite wrestlers ever. I, I love Sugar Dunkerton. I think I think that gimmick's fucking amazing. Uh, I actually have a signed poster of Ultraman is black. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, fuck you. <laughs> you're gonna bleep that out anyway. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what was that? No. Uh, yeah, I got the like. There's so many. I, I love a lot of roster in there. Some yeah. classic matches as well. Mm. Like even going back to 2004, I always recommend checking out Shane Storm versus Icarus in the Young Lions Cup final. Yeah, that match is amazing. And there's True. This, these two kids killing themselves. Like, and I'd recommend all you people out there if you're looking for a real alternative to everything, mm. just nearly go pick any year of King of Trios. Yeah, that's the best way to get into it. Just pick. Yeah. any three nights of King of Trios and just watch them all. Yeah, and there, there's like. You know, there's a lot of good talent in there, yeah. and there's more fucking, and there's more sort of throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, you know, just sort of low budget, low fidelity creativity about that promotion that I just fucking love. And some of the matches are fucking world class. Yeah, I mean, truly stuff. So. Uh, and another promotion I really like, and um, this is one it, it'll probably be probably be uh, go over the heads of the Americans it's called Insane Championship Wrestling okay yeah, Scottish uh, one right? yeah it's a Scottish promotion it's it's no it's they advertise on Botchamania and stuff like that they were that. featured on NXT recently that, that's right they were yeah, yeah. and um, yeah because Devish worked a few dates mm-hmm. for them they they have they get a few a good few fly-in talents mm-hmm. and um, it's it's very much built for that audience yeah, yeah you know it's well you're starting to see that a lot more now where there's yeah. just like local big promotions yeah they have um they have gimmicks that can only really get over in like scotland or ireland or england yeah uh they have like a ta- you know a tag team full of chavs called the bucky boys <laughs> based on a, a fortified wine called Buckfast that yeah, only yeah. scumbags drink yeah oh yeah and um they they have a brilliant fucking they have a brilliant chant. It's just like here we here we here we fucking go here we here we here we fucking go. It's I you know I love that shit. And um, there is some really good workers on there as well. And they get some fly-ins like um, you know uh, fucking Paul Lund- London and Kendrick work for them. Colt mm-hmm. Cabana works for them every now and again. Yeah. yeah. Of course they have um, they have Grado. Yeah. Yeah. You know. The, the hero of wrestling. And Grado's would only get over yeah. in England and Scotland. Like. True. Uh, chubby little, like, he looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Squeezed into his tights. Yeah. And comes out to Madonna. And, you know, yeah. I love watching these entrances. Yeah. Like, I... I not a not a particularly great wrestler. No, but, but he's so... Yeah, he does have a real charisma. Yeah. Like, you know? If he... If you don't know who we're talking about, uh, uh, go look up uh, the British Wrestler documentary on Vice. Yeah, it's mainly yeah. about ICW, and it'll give you a good grounding on what what it is that show is, and right, it's well, it's a good fun show. Well, to move on, right? Yeah. Favorite bad wrestlers. 
Favorite bad wrestlers. Um, like funny wrestling matches you may remember. Um, funny bad wrestler slash favorite bad wrestler slash favorite bad matches. Okay. Because um, I can think of a couple of people who absolutely fucking suck, but I love watching them. Uh, first match that comes to mind when I think of favorite bad matches is uh, the dog kennel from hell. Oh, God, with Big it's, Boss Man. And uh, Snow. Yeah, there, no, there is a call in that that is one of my favorite fucking things in the world. Right? To set this up, this is a cage match inside a Hell in a Cell. Right? Dogs all around. With dogs all around. Right? And there's a fucking amazing bit in this. The match was dross. It was atrociously bad. But there, there's a bit in it where the the uh, they're trying. Uh, they're trying to get some footage of the dogs being all mean and menacing and all that. Yeah. And the dogs are just lying there, just not giving a fuck, taking shits and yeah. pissing themselves. And, and you know, two dogs start humping. Yeah. On yeah. live to on live pay per view, and Kevin Kelly had the greatest fucking call I've ever heard in wrestling. That you know, these dogs they're going to breed. They're going to have more dogs to attack Al Snow and the Big Boss oh. Man. And I remember thinking, how fucking long do you think this match is going to go? It felt like it went on for ten years. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you. Long know. enough for puppies to gestate. Okay. One of my favorite bad <laughs> matches would yeah. be um, WrestleMania seventeen. Kane versus Raven versus uh, Big Show. Uh, Does that count as a bad match? Yes, it's a car crash. It is literally a car crash. (laughs) They start driving golf carts halfway through and crash one of them into the base of the stadium. Oh, oh, come on. Do you you mean to tell me, you know, the devil's favourite demon Kane driving a golf cart isn't one of the funniest fucking things? It should have... Like, you can tell (laughs) everything that could have gone wrong in that match did go wrong. Oh, they, they... Didn't they run over Raven? Like they ran over his yeah, leg, they hit, yeah, and <laughs> fucked him up. And like yeah. they, again, they crashed the cart into the base of the stadium, and you could tell damaged it. Yeah, I remember going, Jesus Christ, is it going to cut to the arena, and people are going to be falling through, you know, <laughs> yeah. and bleachers or whatever. But uh, that's one of my favorite bad matches. Yeah. Like I love a good shit match like that. Yeah, where it's just like everything falls to bits, <laughs> you know. Like and there are wrestlers that are plainly not great that I still love yeah like Crush Crush really Crush is cool as fuck alright he was in Demolition and they were badass yeah right and uh, he was Kona Crush and he he oh doink brah but he had he had the the Crush finish where you crush your head the the cranium crush (laughs) yeah he had those cool tights yeah Uh, I don't think they they know how like physiology works I'd crush your head right now and you wouldn't like it I probably wouldn't (laughs) but but I don't think it'd be enough to make me tap out but uh, and then he was bad crush yeah Japanese crush yeah because that's how that works and then he was biker crush yeah and he was in chronic <laughs> yeah. And he was always awesome. All right. No, really? I, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. But uh, I do love how <laughs> shit he was. Yeah. Uh, his real name was Brian Adams as mm. well, which is hilarious. Yeah. One, one is a uh, one that I love is a uh, Her- Hercules. Herc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hercules Hernandez, Super Invader. Yeah. I yeah. I love I love that dude. I don't know why. Um. Because re. Because he just went through the gamut of gimmicks and looks yeah. for the 80s. We're you know? talking about gimmicks, one of my favourites. Yeah. Max Moon. Max Moon, oh my God. I remember thinking that he really had a jetpack. 
Because like he had his like jetpack on, and he'd blow CO two out the back and yeah. jump up on the ring steps. And yeah. As a kid, I was such a mark. I was there going, "Holy shit, he's flying up the steps!" <laughs> I wouldn't mind the more I thought about it. Yeah. He'd be walking up on quicker. Like that—that's a Titanus NL ring gimmick. Oh, really. Max Moon is amazing. Like yeah. if you've never seen Max Moon, WWE.com actually have an entire retrospective on the creation of that character. Yeah. And originally, I did. Did do, do they mention what the people were on when they came up with it? Uh, cocaine. I would imagine so. But uh, no, it was a uh, like. Conan yeah. uh, of the of Lucha <laughs> Underground and the Wolfpack yeah. and Mexican wrestling and yeah uh, that guy was fucking so over at a certain point oh fuck yeah but um yeah uh, what's called uh, Conan he was originally going to be Max Moon but then it was some other dude yeah uh, it was uh, Paul Diamond yeah yeah just yeah. because the the aka Kato from Orient Express fucking good team yeah but uh now um yeah, it, the the suit fit him. So yeah. then, there you go. There's your new gimmick. Your yeah. Max Moon. And I think on the first episode of Raw, him and Shawn Michaels had a blinder. <laughs> well, they they were in the tag team for a while. Really, Shawn Michaels and Paul Diamond. Fucking he was he was his tag team partner before Genetti. Jesus. Yeah, he was the original Genetti. Yeah, he was the original. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, Max Moon was the original Genetti. That's that's one of the little bits of trivia that. I don't I don't remember my fucking 18th birthday but yeah. I remember that well, it's like I remember the USS Intrepid like, <laughs> yeah but uh, like there again there's tons of guys like that that I just I, I love seeing them like I know that Typhoon alright <laughs> yeah. is not a great wrestler right? god no but whenever I see the natural disasters yeah Earthquake and Typhoon I'm just like fucking bad motherfuckers oh Earthquake was the man I love Earthquake yeah but like Typhoon was just like Typhoon was like poochie when yeah. you look back yeah. on it, like, you know, but he's fucking cool he had cool tights he's red black and white I have to white, go now red black and white tights uh, the, the, they had a move which I thought was great you know the double avalanche yeah that they yeah. did it was like you know Typhoon had run his big fat trucker gut into <laughs> the opponent who was in the corner and then for you know, then earthquake had run his big fat trucker gut up, yeah, and yeah. just sort of heave up on top of on top of typhoon up on his shoulders, and I was looking at it now. It's like okay, that would be mildly uncomfortable for like a second, yeah, yeah. But you know, it looked devastating. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, the, the 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 natural disasters are fucking awesome. Mm. Like I I still when I'm watching like old shows on the network and I hear the. Doom, <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, and Ur- I don't care. Earthquake was Earthquake mm. was great. Yeah. You know? But uh, like when I th- when I try to jog my mind thinking of matches like mm. that suck that I love like you know, um, I mean a lot of them are have Vince McMahon in them. Like <laughs> yeah. they're not great matches, but Vince is so like Undertaker versus Vince McMahon from Survivor Series two thousand three. Is fucking hilarious, yeah. Because Vince gushes blood mm. at like vampires would survive decades yeah. on the blood that Vince g- yeah. gave out in this match. It's terrible. Like the first <laughs> yeah. punch Undertaker gives him, and he's fucking whap, yeah, and he's bladed out the fuck. Like there's a bit where it's a it's a buried live match, mm. and uh, basically there uh, there's 
a grave and you knock yeah. your opponent into the grave and you bury them and that's buried alive just like real sports of course and uh, there's a bit where Vince is kneeling over the grave and I'm not kidding he's in danger of filling it with blood yeah you know six feet of blood like, yeah like he could drown this poor bastard and uh, it's, a, it's a miracle the, the fucking arena didn't fucking yeah. fill up with blood you know uh, when I'm thinking of bad matches um do you remember uh, Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe? Oh God, the evening gown hardcore match. Uh, that's that's atrocious, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, I, th- I, or maybe it is. It's the one where uh, where Patterson got stripped down to his jocks. Yeah, that's the and, evening gown match. And he was rocking a skid mark. Yeah, I was like. That is one of the most disgusting fucking things I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, it, it's one. Of, it was one of those moments where I it stuck in my mind. Yeah, but it stuck in my mind because I'm thinking, why do I watch this? Why am I? Why am I subjecting myself? And then Stone Cold Steve Austin came out, and you went, oh yeah, that's why. That's why. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, right, he's amazing. Speaking of Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm. favorite matches. Actual good matches. Favorite matches. Okay. Um, I, I have one there I want to bring up okay. on the record that no one else likes. Okay. I'm officially able to say. Well, for some reason, mm. in 1998, I was watching an episode of WCW Thunder. Okay. Why? And there was a match that blew me away between Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Mike Enos. Really? <laughs> I've never seen it since. And I don't want to watch it. I just remember <laughs> yeah. at the time thinking this match was great. Uh, may- maybe you were just like you were watching Thunder and you were grading it on a curve. I don't know. So it's like this is the one where they didn't fucking sleepwalk through it. So it must have been amazing. I was so into it. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see the match again and mm. I'd hate to see it again. Yeah. You know. Uh, if we're if we're talking just like underappreciated stuff, yeah. um, one one series that I loved uh, that I thought that in in a less hot period would have been like uh, would have been like a fucking featured feud was uh, was X Pac and D'Lo Brown. Oh, wonderful, wonderful yeah. series. Never uh, had a bad match. Yeah, and it's like they were perfect opponents for each other, mm-hmm. and they gelled so well. And as well as that, D, you know. I, I remember when D'Lo first won the European title off him. Mm-hmm. He he properly celebrated. Yeah, you know it was like Kurt Angle winning his Olympic gold. You know, whereas like I'm a fucking champion. Yes, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I'm sure he's just glad he like that was like mm. final confirmation that he wasn't going to have to go back to Smoky Mountain to tag up with New Jack and stuff <laughs> against. Yeah, probably against the rock and roll again. You know, <laughs> but uh, not for me like. Well, like great matches. Like there are mm. certain matches that just are classics. Yeah, they don't need us to fucking sing their praises. Yeah, like Austin Rock WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, Flair Steamboat. Mm. Fucking all the rest, like you know. But uh, I mean, there's a couple of matches that I love that I've kind of been forgotten. Uh, like I remember on an episode of SmackDown in Edmonton in about 2001, 2002. Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit, who I will not endorse as a person, but no. I was a hell of a wrestler. True. Uh, and Steve Austin had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Yeah. The World's Championship, and it made me believe Benoit would win. Yeah. Like and S- Steve was in an un- you know he was an unusually giving mood that night. Yeah, and like he that match was just incredible. Mm. Like you know, uh, I remember seeing Eddie Guerrero and Ric Flair tear it up on Nitro one yeah. time in '96, and of course at the time going, geez, that was amazing. Like mm. you know, like, and everyone wouldn't believe me. Yeah, 
I've seen this amazing match between Eddie Guerrero and uh, Ric Flair and then I'm sure now like everyone yeah. will be fawning over themselves to fawn over that <laughs> yeah. match like you know oh two of the greatest of all time yeah. like you know I, well, if back you're then Eddie Guerrero looked like he was going to be working a carnival though like, true that yeah. fucking moustache and mullet combo <laughs> yeah he, he, had the, he had the look of a man who would sell you a gate yeah and uh, if well if we're talking nitro matches yeah pretty much Everything involving Rey Mysterio and Juventud Guerrera. And Dean Malenko. And Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko and Rey yeah. Mysterio in yeah. 95, 96? Yeah. Jesus Christ, two of them well, ripped like, the whole From, from 95 to 97, uh, part of the reason Nitro won so much was on the undercard, you could see, guy, you could see like, uh, fucking Eddie Guerrero versus Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Or Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. Or Juventud Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. Or you know Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit. You know it was like absolute wrestling clinics mm-hmm. every single week. It was unfucking believable, and you couldn't not watch it. There's you know? a um, there's a match I just thought of there, and this, I've never heard anyone praise this match. Mm. One of my all time favorite matches. I think it's a hidden gem. Yeah, a Matter of Respect '96 ECW Arena Shane Douglas versus Two Cold Scorpio. That was a great match. The two they had a half yeah. hour match that was just fucking wonderful. Like, yeah, I, I really can't recommend checking that. Sh- that event is yeah brilliant. Well, but uh, the, I really recommend checking that show. Out. Well, I fi- I figure if we're talking about great matches, I think we should we should talk about what makes a great match. And there there are no hard and fast rules to this. No, like, no. But the, the matches we're talking about there, the the cruiserweight matches, they were great because there was like you know a whole bunch of really athletic shit that looked amazing and was probably really hard to pull off. Yeah. You know, but if you're if you're to compare and contrast that with like another you know, another phenomenal series. Yeah. Uh just off the top of my head, I know it's one you have a bit of stuff to talk about. Steve Austin versus Dude Love. Oh my god, I fucking love Dude Love. Yeah. Dude Love is my favourite Mick Foley gimmick. Yeah. Now the the cruiserweights, that was how WCW had great matches. Yeah. Dude Love versus Steve Austin is how WWF had great matches. Because yeah. this was this was WWF over the top storytelling at its finest. Well, the thing about a great wrestling match is mm. it it tells a, a great story. Yeah, you know, and the story is a simple story. It's two men who are fighting and both want to win. Yeah, and if you can tell that well, you know, yeah. and it's a simple. That's how you make a great wrestler. It's they can tell the same story every other wrestler's ever told mm. in their own way, you know. And Steve Austin and Dude Love, like, that is a saga. (laughs) I don't think we have enough time to explain all the ins and outs of it. But it was the ultimate, like, Steve Austin, the the ultimate badass, but on top of that, the ultimate, like, punk wrestler. Yeah. You know, like, fuck the system, fuck you, I'm going to do it my own way. Mm. You know, he wasn't, like, in the best shape or anything, and he was, like... Bald and covered in blade scars, and, yeah. You know, not fashionable face of the company material. God no. He, you know, he was replacing Shawn Michaels like for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. You know, he was on the cover of Playgirl. <laughs> yeah. Here's this beer drinking redneck fucking. Lord knows you wouldn't want to see Steve Austin on the cover of Playgirl. No, no. Like beer drinking redneck Southern wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Started wrestling in fucking world class, like you know. <laughs> and uh, then you got Dude Love, who's a complete sellout. Yeah. Like went from being like a legit fucking underground 
own hero yeah. to be McMahon's lackey. But they, this is the brilliance of it. They're trying to replace, you know, because he's not face of the company material. They're trying, They're trying to, to replace him with someone who's even uglier than he is. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> that, those matches are just... They're works of art. Yeah, like, they're you know? absolutely hilarious. They're funny. They're exciting. They're physical. Yeah, they're, they're fucking infuriating at certain points. They're wonderful. Yeah. That's it. Too much series. Unforgiven idea and over the age idea. Mm. You can't go wrong watching those shows. Absolutely. Uh, just great. Like, I mean, I'm going to tie it in here for people who might be more um, modern fans. What would be your favorite, say, WWE or New Japan matches or whatever of the last say two three years two three years um okay uh Brock versus Cena at SummerSlam yeah I go with that the, that was just the death of Superman yeah I mean and it was a damn near per- what what absolutely made it for me I think I've said this to you before was when when fans realised what it was going to be yeah there was this stunned silence it was like oh my god he's kicking Cena's head in, <laughs> yeah, and like, see, C- he's C- not coming back, yeah. man. He's not coming back. And the thing that fucking made it for me was this one kid punctuating the silence the whole time. Let's which, go, Cena. Yeah, let's go, Cena. And everyone else, just, I'm surprised as old lad just didn't go. It's not gonna help. He's already dead. He's son. already dead, son. Uh, <laughs> no. For me, I'm gonna go with Cena and Brock as well. Yeah, but Cena versus Brock versus Seth Rollins, the Royal Rumble this that year. That was fucking phenomenal. That's pretty. That's more or less a perfect wrestling match, yeah. right there. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville from yeah. NXT. One I actually got to bring up. Yeah, um, it's from 2006. Kurt Angle versus Undertaker, No Way Out. Oh fuck yes! That's pretty much a perfect wrestling yeah. match as well. Like. Uh, like, but for the last few years, like CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam mm. was fantastic. Although I I do have issues with that. That kind of that uh, the finish of that match, I have serious issues with. Well, you know, you know? but uh, Daniel Bryan, of course, winning the world title at mm. WrestleMania at WrestleMania Thirty. That's just fucking wonderful. Yeah, you know. Well, if you don't love if you don't love Daniel Bryan. Fuck yourself. Yeah, That's he, my favorite match is though, is one where he won the title from Cena. Yeah, because it just meant so much. Mm. You know, and Cena put him over something fierce. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think like last two or three years. Uh, like, let's see. Hmm that that is a good question actually. Actually, uh, fucking as that three way at the Rumble mm. is, is as good as that like New Japan Pro Wrestling is the is the other bigger promotion yeah. in the world everyone would like to think it's TNA or whatever but it's New Japan no it's New Japan and New Japan have a way higher standard of in-ring yeah uh, um, any, basically anything involving uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi Shinsuke Nakamura uh, Okada, uh, Okada and uh, AJ Styles AJ and Styles Kota Ibushi uh, yeah uh, anything involving those guys is usually top notch both what I'm saying is I wouldn't feel left out if of the great wrestling is what I'm saying is because if you only watched WWE and you saw that three way mm. that's as good as any match is yeah you know? oh absolutely like uh, again there's sadly CM Punk is in the room that guy was it was so great to watch like yeah I mean his Monday Night Raw matches sometimes maybe weren't the yeah the they greatest. weren't the best but I'll say this uh, if you go back, I think it's January twenty second, Raw from two thousand and thirteen. Him mm. and John Cena, 
fucking killed it. Oh, the street fight they had. No, it wasn't street fight. They just had a. a oh, that's right. The yes. number one contenders match. That's it, that's right. Yes. Uh, wonderful. It's wonderful. fucking tremendous. Yeah. But uh, or maybe it's February twenty second. Now that I think about it. Well, but one um, or the other, you can find it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess Daniel Bryan. Any any his main event matches are usually great. Yeah. You know, um, apart from the Kane run. But yeah, but it was only one match. True. So, uh, but like you know, I'm trying to think who else, who had dynamite matches in the Fed. Um, the Shield and the Wyatts. Well, no, I would actually no, no, no. I'm gonna go with the Shield versus the Rhodes brothers. Okay, yeah, because that had Dusty to put it over the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. And um, that that's still one that's still one of my favorite matches to. Just for the circumstances of how we watched it. Yeah, yeah. Because, um... Oh, we told the story already. Oh, that's right, yeah, that's right. But, uh, no, like that, uh, the, the Shields tag matches were great, mm. you know. Um, if you want to go back a few years more, I would recommend, if you've got the network and you haven't watched these matches, I really recommend checking out everything Randy Orton and Christian did in 2011. Yeah. Like their feud, mm. so eleven's one of the best in ring feuds I've ever seen. And if we're talking great in ring feuds and just great feud in general, mm-hmm. uh, one that often gets forgotten in when you people talk about the great feuds is uh, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, which one? They had two feuds. Uh, the one, uh, the one over the box, the box misses. Two thousand and eight. Yeah, two thousand and eight. Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho is one of the greatest feuds they of had all fucking time. Four or five pay per view matches. Yeah, and it there was and it was all it was all built off of an angle with Batista in yeah. Backlash. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the... Oh, know. no, no, but that started at Oh, Backlash. that's right, yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels had a, a match where Chris Jericho was a special referee, mm. and basically Michaels was feigning injury, and Jericho was like, you're supposed to be my hero, Shawn. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to become a heel and make it cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm an honest man. Yeah. If you were an honest man, you'd mention the fact Shawn Michaels was cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, uh... Because I fucking would. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well... We've talked enough about the favorite matches. Yeah. Worst matches slash wrestlers. Uh, Worst match you've ever had to sit through. Oh, I can think of a few. Um, John Cena versus John Laronitis. Yeah, that was pretty fucking awful. Uh, I I remember it right, and I think it was in your house three. I could be wrong about this. Uh-huh. Mabel versus Yokozuna. Oh lord. Now. If you know if if you're familiar with wrestling from that period, I don't need to say any more. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, uh Mabel was a barely mobile dude who weighed about 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. And Yokozuna, he was working a sumo wrestler gimmick and he at, at during at his peak he weighed about 500 pounds, yeah. but at this point he had ballooned up to about 650 pounds. Like, these two guys could barely fucking move. Yeah, yeah. And it it was one of those things where, like, it somehow ended up on the floor, and they were trying to, like, exchange punches, and it just ended up with the two of them just sort of leaning on each other, going... (laughs) 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 And I I remember why... And poor Jim Cornette trying to... On the outside, trying to sell this like it was the biggest fucking thing. yeah. Um, well, another match that has been much maligned mm. was the return match between Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior at Halloween Havoc '98. 
By today's standards, that's not terrible. Oh, it's awful. It, it's it's awful. But I've seen you know, I've sat through like four or five years of divas matches. Yeah, all of a sudden yeah. that's not as bad. Any match with Alicia Fox in it is probably yeah. the Oh, she's shit, she's like. a she's a murderer. Yeah, the fucking axe murderer. Yeah, so. she she's killed more than cancer. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> just the most botchy wrestler ever. But um, no, like there's a lot of like anything with Randy Orton and John Cena. Yeah, like ah, oh God, I don't put me to care. sleep. Um, you know, I, I care. I, I I couldn't care less. You know, yeah. uh, you I think it was like Royal Rumble last year where they had a match and the fans before they'd even started yeah the fans started shit had shit on it and they like every now and again they try to reignite the John Cena Randy Orton thing yeah forgetting the fact that that is the most overdone feud in the history of wrestling like Uh, more than more than Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes yeah more than fucking you know Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man more than any other feud that is the one that never needs to be seen again so long as we all live yeah no one needs no one wants to see it I don't think they want to see it ever again the two guys involved yeah it's it was piss poor yeah you know <laughs> they're all I never enjoyed any of their matches yeah you know I that that was at the top that was at the height of uh, well Cena couldn't sell and Randy Orton didn't give a shit yeah that's that's pretty much the problem with any time they, they're in the ring together. I mean, another one that, uh, of course, Sting versus Hogan at Starcade 97. Oh, fuck. Which is just depressing. Yeah. You know? Well, that that one, it was just the biggest disappointment of a match. Yeah. Because that had one of the greatest builds for a pro wrestling match I've ever seen. This one was built for the better part of a year and a half. Uh-huh. And... It was this slow. It was this slowly. It was this slowly unfolding epic about you know why why Sting had become what he was, which is sort of like a rip off of the Crow character. Yeah. Where his allegiances lay? Was he with WCW? Was he with the NWO? Well, you know, was he just out out for his own business? What was going on in his head? He never said a word. He just hung out in the rafters and looked menacing. I'll say another Hogan one. Yeah, Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter WrestleMania oh. Seven. Hogan exposed the business. Yeah, he bladed on camera. Yeah, and he if that is an affront to fucking decency that match you know, in many different ways. But uh, like, there's that like, um, like there's a bunch of terrible Hogan main events. Mm. You know him and Piper from Starcade '96. Oh fuck, the yeah. age in the cage. Yeah, you know, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's the thing is like we all have these rosy memories of Steve Austin, right? Mm. But there's some shit Steve Austin main events as well. Oh yeah. Him and Undertaker never had a great match together. Did uh, what was the match where it was like him, Undertaker, and Kane? I think it was like. Uh, Unforgiven Breakdown 98 or something Breakdown and the two of them pinned him at the same time Yeah and that was one of the worst fucking main events I've seen in a long long time And like that was another one I love Undertaker Mm. and I'm a big fan of Kane Mm. but Jesus Christ did they stink the fucking place Yeah Like the what was the Well no no one was good on that The Um, Inferno matches Oh fuck! You know, and like the the WrestleMania fourteen matches now, the, and stuff like the Inferno match. I'm sure it was a good idea on paper. There's never been a good fire match. I'll yeah. say that, right? Like 
the Inferno matches. Remember that fucking disaster with the Sheik and Onida and, and Sabu and FMW? Oh, yeah, Where yeah. the Sheik nearly died because the ring yeah. itself caught on fire. Mm. But, like... The thing, the thing about pro wrestling, and if you watch, if you watch it like Botchamania, yeah, a lot of stuff that ends up on Botchamania is when they is when wrestlers introduce an element into the match that is out of their control. Yeah, like say yeah. the integrity of a table or a animal or yeah. a fire or something. yeah, Actually, and fire is the ultimate one. I mean, because fire, by its fucking definition. You know, if it gets out of control, it's very fucking dangerous. There's another one now, uh, Pierre Abernathy and someone else, and someone the guys who became the submission squad in Chikara. Oh, okay. Those four guys had a match against each other at King of Trios 2009. Mm. One of the worst matches I've ever seen. Really? Like, it's absolutely atrocious, <laughs> and it's famous for being... Oh, right. They, they became a four-man squad in Chikara based on the fact that their match stunk the fucking place. <laughs> <in> the <league. laughs> it was fucking dire <laughs> I legit thought that the DVD had a chapter that didn't belong on it <laughs> and that's how bad it was like this was just something from interspecies wrestling or something that it no no like interspecies they do like uh, they do bad matches on purpose yeah you know but uh, like Johnny Tiger has never had a scientific encounter no but he's well been, he's done a lot of chemicals if that counts his matches are fucking genius though. <laughs> yeah but uh like it's, I mean, there's some wrestlers that were just shite. Yeah, you know, like I Dino not, Bravo. Dino Bravo, yeah, the world's most corrupt man. Yeah, but uh, you know, like um, Ludwig Borga. Oh, shite. That you know? that that sticks out in my mind as one of the worst gimmicks. Yeah, of all fucking time. Uh, Ludwig Borga was rubbish. Yeah. Like. Um, uh, went on to be an MMA fighting politician who yeah, yeah. hung himself. It was fucking. Did he kill himself? Yeah, Jesus. Very weird. Very weird story. It's not. It's not a fun, fun ending. Yeah, but uh, like Ludwig Borga sucked. Mm. Zeus sucked. Oh yeah. Uh, fucking who else sucked? Um, uh, El Gigante. El Gigante. Oh my God, Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Like. One of the worst wrestlers ever. Yeah. Like him and Undertaker at WrestleMania 9. <laughs> yeah. Is one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Oh, fuck yeah. And like Undertaker's streak was very spurious. Yeah. Thanks to that disqualification victory over the fucking Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. They weren't all railroaders, let me tell you that, people. No, no. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of shit wrestlers. I mean, there's shit. Re- there's wrestlers that like, they're not shit because... They're just they're just shit because there's nothing great about them. Yeah, you know, like Alex Riley is a guy that I remember I immediately disliked. Yeah, you know, just because I was like, "What are you?" Uh, a jock with the douche smirk. Yeah, and I mean, like, look, if Alex Riley turned himself around, right? Yeah, I'd be the first. Like, I was never really a fan of uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Rage Riley, rage, man. Yeah, but I was never a fan of Seth Rollins. Yeah, you know. But he turned me. He turned my opinion around. Mm. Like you know, I think Kevin Steen is a fucking idiot as a person. Yeah. However, I mean, and I, I like based on what what little personal interaction I've had with the man, he's a fucking insecure douche. But uh, <laughs> pound shop chocolate. Pound shop chocolate. But uh, I'll say this: the guy's work in the last few months has been fucking great. That's true. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm certainly not petty enough to 
to fucking yeah didn't, didn't he didn't he send us fanboys after you ah something similar yeah basically I called him overrated on Twitter and I didn't even tag him in it and he fucking he <laughs> sent these smart army after me and uh, fucking <laughs> well the, he is the, the thing that killed me or yeah. I'm sure the thing that probably upset them all is I didn't care I just <laughs> yeah. didn't even bother responding to him so, I, I did consider he retweeted me though and I did I, I told you this like I did yeah. consider changing my name to eat steen eat but, uh, you know and seeing if that was going to get over but uh, it's like as I said I think the, the guy like he couldn't handle mild criticism mm. and all that but he uh, what you call it I mean the guy's work in the ring and on the mic in the last yeah. one has been fucking great and I'll hand it to him like you know mm. And I still think he's overrated as all fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, you you could have been a lot harsher with your criticism there. Oh I mean. yeah, yeah, but like, I'll I'll give it to him. Like, the mm. guy can do the thing. You know, that is true. Um, one one guy I absolutely fucking hate is this guy on NXT called Mojo Rawley. Oh, uh, hype man, hype man. Get I hype. fucking hate. Get hype. Fuck off. Stay hyped. Fuck. Stay fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck off, fuck off again, fuck off another three times, and then you've fucked off about half as much as you have to, Mojo. Fuck right off. Uh, yeah. uh, so there's guys like that that just have no demand, no depth. To yeah, them, you know. Well, he 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 he's like a big, huge, intimidating dude, and he bounces around like a fucking five year old with ADD. Well, I want to say this just to clarify, right? Yeah. When I called Kevin Steen, uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, overrated on Twitter I didn't actually tag him in it mm. I just made mention that I felt Kevin Steen was overrated I didn't say he was bad Yeah, I just said he was overrated mm. and he googled himself found the tweet <laughs> yeah. and got hurt about it how he, I, I bet he's got a huge Tumblr blog follow on oh like, no doubt know. no doubt he was on there talking about how Hoyt's his male yeah. trigger warning fat shaming yeah 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 oh, oh I didn't call him a, a, a fat piece of shit yeah I didn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that he fills up on pound shop chocolate I, did I didn't not say I that. did not say that I, I did say not that. say that he looks like a hobo yeah. who just you know who just mugged an NBA player I did not say that yeah yeah I, did, I didn't say that he looked like he bought his ring gear in a fucking sports shop in 1994 yeah I didn't you know, I didn't say I, it. I didn't say that I'm not that petty <laughs> I'm no no yeah you know, but uh, <laughs> anyway speaking of Kevin Owens state mm. of business state of the business um, state of the business is not that good um, I wouldn't say not good I say it's strange yeah we're in different definite uh, yeah we're we're, in, we're in interesting times right now I mean, uh, okay, New Japan is in the ascendancy, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. It's one. It's at one of its very peaks in turn. You know, I mean, what they're putting out now matches like the classics they had in the early nineties. Haven't done a bad show in probably five years. Yeah, I mean, the level of consistency, the level of the the quality. And just the the common sense approach to booking. And the forward thinking and foresight. Yeah. Like, they're, they're building stars all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking tremendous, and it deserves every bit of success it has. However, the rest of Japan is not doing so well. The rest of Japan, like, I mean, sadly, Noah and All Japan and companies like that aren't what they used to be. Mm. And But, you know, there's still a strong indie presence. You know, Michinoku Pro is still going strong and yeah. Dragon Gate and all are doing well. Mm. But, um, what was uh, uh 
you know, but I think Japan go, comes and goes like that because a few years ago, New Japan Pro Wrestling was on the outs mm. and Noah was filling the Tokyo Dome yeah. and New Japan couldn't have filled the Tokyo Dome with fucking empty seats if they wanted true, to. Like, true, true. You know? But uh, it comes and goes, like, you know. Mm. Uh, WWE, obviously, is always going to go strong because yeah. it's just, it's the McDonald's of yeah wrestling, like, the, you know. The problem I have with WWE now, I, I have stopped watching Raw. And I, I stopped watching around uh, summer of last year. I still fo- I still follow, I still read the reports of what happened. I watch the pay-per-views. Yeah, and I watch the pay-per-views because the pay-per-views are generally good quality, except for Elimination Chamber this time out. But um, uh, the problem I have with this... Dustin and Cena, yeah. uh, always had, Cena had a blind okay, match yeah. at Elimination But Chamber. it wasn't enough to save the show. That was a terrible fucking show. But um, the problem I have with WWE at the moment is there's there's a whole lot of nothing going on. But the, the now, you know what the problem is yeah. there though? It's not talent. Yeah, they've got a lot of talent yeah. under contract, but they're just doing nothing with a lot. Exactly. Of them. I mean, the the thing is, Raw is three hours, where about and at most fifteen minutes of it is of consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I the best example I can give you is um, at SummerSlam. Uh, no, at Survivor Series last year, they had a brilliant gimmick main event. Mm-hmm. It was a traditional Survivor Series match where if the heel team lost, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon would be removed from power, mm-hmm. which I was very much in favor of because Sick to fucking yeah, Ste- Stephanie McMahon has been was cutting the balls off any fucking any wrestler she came into contact with without fucking comeuppance for about a year at that point and and I was just sick of them I was sick of the 15 minute fucking promos I was sick of you know I was sick of them never getting their comeuppance I was sick of just them in general yeah and then at the end of it uh, Dolph Ziggler you know he makes this great comeback and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be fucking, you know, this is amazing. Dolph Ziggler, he's he's a made man now. And the the authority are gone. It's fucking amazing. Three weeks later, they're back. Yeah. They just fucking retconned the whole thing. Making the whole, making this great main event completely pointless. And then, when the authority came back, they fired the three guys who were with John Cena on that team. Like, the big show had already turned heel, so they yeah. didn't fire him. And you're thinking, okay, you you can do a thing where they come back in like a month or two time and they're pissed off with the authority and Cena and they're like a fucking outlaw renegade kind of thing. Kind of like The Shield or something like that. No, no, no. Uh, Cena wins a match like two weeks later and they're back and they're back. They've got their contracts back and they're in the exact same fucking spots as they were before Survivor Series. I'll say this. I think we're just... just Five months, it was like three or four months, so it was a total waste of fucking time. We're in this weird position right now where WWE are frantically trying to build stars the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, And, but I think they've got a lot of faith in their developmental talent. Mm. I think they're anticipating guys like Kevin Owens, like Sami Zayn. Like um, Finn Balor, yeah, uh, and hopefully they have faith in Hideo Tami and yeah. Well, uh, they're they're big on the Tami, you know, and guys like that, right? Sammy Callahan and uh, Tyler Breeze, people. yeah, yeah. All these guys, I hope that they have faith in these guys, mm. and I hope that they're 
but at the moment they haven't done enough to build the guys who should be who are the main event now mm. but weren't bolstered enough yeah. they don't like they just don't book them as strong as they would like they had a guy like um who, like if they had Daniel Bryan in 1988 yeah. they would have fucking strapped a rocket to him mm. but instead they, go, they went oh we better not put, make him the top guy because sure that would only make us more money yeah you know? why would we want to do that it's counterproductive like and there there and, are people in their in their mid card may, maybe they wouldn't be the next stone cold or whatever but, but you, they could do a job on top yeah yeah you know and, people like Wade Barris yeah could, could be a great main event heel but I know, he, ne- he never really got the shot, and the problem is they're overexposed as well. Yeah, you know, and like you know, you could you could take Wade Barrett off TV for like a year now, and he comes back and he's still Wade Barrett. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's the the talent's overexposed. I think I think they kind of, they kind of need a bit of a forest fire on the main roster. You know what I mean? Yeah, they need to like set, they need to get they need to fucking burn out a lot of dead wood. You know, big show. Randy yeah. Orton, uh, Kane, Kane, guys like that yeah. need to just go. And like, not nothing against any, nothing against those three guys. They they were, well, I had no problem with Randy. You know, they were good in their time. They all had a, at least a good year. Yeah, they all and had. Kane, Kane is the best of the Yeah, they all had. They all had a good run at some point. They all had a few good matches, but their time is up. You know, my time is now. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Cena can stick around. He's he's Cena's, willing to put some people over. Cena, I I will go on record and say that guy deserves a lot of credit for the work that he's done to build up the mid card this year. Yeah, and, and uh, he's had some of the best matches of the of the last two or three years. Yeah, and uh, power to him. Yeah, but um, uh, by the way, we just said that on the internet. Please send your please send your hate mail to uh, Johnny Capcom. Uh, don't even bother. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Um, Actually, send it to me. Go on ahead. Yeah, like, at Robot House Sean, come at me, motherfuckers. But uh, I, uh, my hope for the future yeah. is that they get behind Finn Balor and oh. make him the world champion. Yeah, um, just because we we want a real Irish world champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no offense to Big Shamo, you're not one of us. So, <laughs> but like, you didn't grow up with the smell of cow shite in your nostrils. All right. <laughs> You're not one of us. But, uh, no, the thing with Seamus, like, Seamus is fine, but, like, he's not the best we've we've had to offer. Yeah. David is. Absolutely. Uh, Balor is. He's By awesome. a long, long way. And uh, I would like, I think that guy is just phenomenal, and I'd love to see him become mm. the champion. And I think he, I think, it doesn't matter where he's from. Mm. I'd be behind him anyway, you know. Fuck yeah. But it doesn't hurt that he's from Bray. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And people in Bray need something to bolster them. Like, yeah, you know? I mean, ever since Glenn Rowe got cancelled, I mean, Wicklow hasn't had. I much. know. The, I mean, they can't even win the heroin champions. <laughs> yeah, that's know? all moved to Longford now. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. So you know, but uh, no, I, I, I always have hope for wrestling that mm. it'll, uh, that it'll come good under. You know, you're you're far more optimistic than I. But times of drought always are followed by times of prosperity. See, I, I, I can see it happening where. Kevin Dunn is going to take one look, listen to Balor cut a promo going, he's got a funny accent, fuck that guy, and just kill the guy stone dead. I can see it happen. Well, I, I again, I, I have hope for the future because mm. I'm not a pessimist when it comes to wrestling. I, I always want to believe that it'll uh, that it'll come good yeah. in the end. And uh, I think that's the kind of sentiment we should leave the people on. I think so, I think you so. Know? 
Uh, obviously, the future of wrestling we have a lot of hope for, but uh, we hope you'll join us in looking back at its insane past. Yeah, one, uh, one of the weird curiosities of wrestling's past. With Titanus and El Ring, and uh, we'll bring you plenty more videos once we get them done. Um, we hope that you found this interesting to listen to, and it yeah. was a nice little holdover. We have a proper episode of the Canon Canon out. Uh, we don't know when Canon Canon will be back. Maybe two weeks time, like normal. Maybe four weeks time. Who knows? Mm. Uh, we're taking. We may need to take a little hiatus. But uh, we hope you'll check out the videos. They're on Zombie Floor Cleaners channel on um, uh, ZOMBI uh, Floor like, Cleaner. Yeah, yeah, uh, Floor Cleaner on YouTube, and you can check those out there. If you just search the Canon Canon podcast or Titanus and Ring commentary clash, you'll get those. Yeah, uh, you can keep up with us. We're uh, the Canon Canon. Uh, podcast on facebook or better yet you can just like and keep up with us on the giant media ball page um if you'd like to hear us do more speciality episodes like this i'm sure we'd be uh, bonus episodes we'd be more than willing to oblige we yeah. do like stuff about video games or fuck yeah um fucking like fantasy movies or something yeah i, I don't know novels yeah what's you your know? favorite porn yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, there was some great stuff out of the out of France in the early. Well, ages. I was reading about the public disgrace videos in John Ronson's new <laughs> oh, book. Oh God! Yeah. And they're going, oh, I'm into strong style pornography. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, the way Antonio Noki would have done it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just a lineup of you know teenage girls for him to slap. Well, in the that's face. the thing. When I heard about the women yeah. getting slapped, I was there going, why don't they get Anoki in? Yeah. Just slap people, like you know. Like, <laughs> trust me, if you want to see bizarre rituals, look mm. up videos of Antonio Anoki slapping people. Yeah, it's considered a great honor in Japan. They, there, there's a brilliant one. They, they did it. I think it was at a Pride show. Uh, Pride, uh, Pride oh, FC back in the day. Uh, with, um, what's his name? Uh, 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 Gar- uh, Gary Good. Yeah, where Enoki slaps Gary Goodridge's sister. And um, now Gary Goodridge, he was like the king of ja- one of the kings of Japanese MMA at the time. Yeah. A big, big, big bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, the kind of person whose sister you shouldn't slap. And Enoki <laughs> just tagged her one. Yeah, oh, he just tagged her one. And you know he was sort of looking over at Goodridge, and Goodridge smiled. It was like, okay, I. Well, it's like a, one of the weird me. ones. He won't kill me. Leota Machida's like one of his debut matches. Yeah. Uh, he when he won, he walked out of the ring, straight jumped the the barrier, yeah. walked over and kneeled in front of Anoki, and Anoki just fucking <laughs> slapped him, him yeah. across the face. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a weird type of deal, but uh, yeah, that's the kind of tournament. And there was Antonio Anoki <laughs> slapping women, like you know, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that should be a porn subgenre. I don't care. Well, there's, uh, you know, there. I'm not sure what it, what has more subgenres, porn or metal, at this point. Yeah, yeah. And um, but uh, I'm not know, into beating you know, up women porn. I, I don't that's, know if you, a, that's a joke. You ever hear of quantum fetish theory? Yeah, where it, you know, it, if you can imagine a fetish, yeah. some fucker has a forum dedicated to it. Oh look, there's somebody, right, who's probably like watches videos of men and women licking cat hair off stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there is. And uh, sitting in this room, we can make a fortune. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we'll uh, as I said, we'll leave it there. We didn't mean to devolve into yeah. uh, pornography speak. But them's the breaks. Yeah. And uh, as I said, we'll be back in a few weeks and uh, we'll probably do another bonus episode just for the laugh. Maybe not in a, in a marathon session like we've done today, but, yeah. you know, needs must. 
You yeah, know? true, and, true. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it was fun to record. I hope you dug it. Uh, if not, uh, if look, if you don't like wrestling and you didn't sit here and you're not listening to this, obviously, yeah, uh, we hope it won't. Or if you did and you were bored off your fucking tree, we hope you'll stick with us because the same old Canon Films discussion will be yeah. back in two weeks' time. And uh, yeah, we, if you're hearing a lot of moving around and dropping and stuff, yeah. our, we had to let our cat back into the room. She was going nuts. <laughs> And, and she's after doing, she's after breaking her high jump record. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she does that all the time. Fuck me, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's what's happened. Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave you to it. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know, fucking, even if we're going to have a bit of music under this episode. <laughs> yeah. But if we do, sure, why don't we play the Rockers team now? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Put your drums in your hand.